morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever, whenever you're listening from. I'm Annie, and this is the podcast called Reflection, where we talk about life, relationships, self-development, and, you know, all the spirituality conscious stuff you hear about. But I'm making it more accessible because my mission is to make um, reflection as a free tool of therapy because therapy is not supposed to be expensive guys but technically like therapy is just a reflection at a very objective deep level and therapy is about talking to the parts of you that you don't really like being talked to you know if you concentrate enough for long enough with a shit tons of perseverance and letting go of the outcome at the same time you'll get there. But I think you need tools and you need to understand the kind of questions and the kind of like this, the knife that you need to put into your heart. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be that mean, but it is like that. Therapy is like that. It's supposed to make you cry and feel and think about the things that you don't want to think about, okay? But this is not just about therapy. This is about self-development. This is about looking into the relationships in your life and seeing how it is a reflection of your mental health because the quality of your life depends on the quality of your relationships and the quality of your relationships I believe depends on the quality of your communication and this is what we're going to be talking about today on my channel on this podcast okay because I'm making mental health an accessible topic for understanding and implementing. Because health, guys, health is free. Health is free. Like, if you want to get strong, just do 10 push-ups a day, right? That's free. But we're just making it expensive because what it's worth, you know, we want to look good like the model on Instagram. So we have to go to the expensive gym and the coolest gym, okay? (sighs) It, it doesn't have to be that way, okay? So today, I'm providing you a free tool based on my personal experiences, on my own reflection, and that you could immediately apply this to your relationships right now, okay? I want to be talking about relationships. Is, that is what I'm passionate about, and that's my specialty as well. I love reading relationships. I love seeing people. I do other personal growth stuff too, but um, I think personal growth is reflected amongst your closest relationship the most. So contrary to many relationship coaches or therapists who would base everything on values and tell you to only be with people who have similar values, I believe from my own personal experience that This is not the number one priority thing that is going to help your relationship last, right? Why? Okay, I'm not saying that values are not important, guys. Like, don't dismiss me. Don't dismiss values because I said that. But values is good for for the first date, you know, for kickstarting things. And I'm going to get into that later. Why? Why we don't just need to pay attention to values, but also other stuff. And how do we actually make a relationship last long you know work and not just romantic ones like ones with your moms you know ones with your mentor with your friend who you always pick problems with okay so let me get into my story and I think a lot of people learn really well from stories you know like they're fairy tales I would say just I don't have any self 
telling my story right now, like people who know me, they know me. People who don't know me, they don't know me. And I think everyone can learn from it. So let me just share what happened, okay? Here's what happened last night bef- between me and my partner, okay? We were having a very cold argument about my past history. And the reason why I said cold was because I was on the verge of shutting down. Like, that's usually my defense mechanism. And if you don't know what defense mechanisms are, they are basically your robotic brain doing the work when you're in survival, flight, or fight mode. So whenever an argument, discomfort, or conflict comes up in in any relationship, usually, I go in my mode of shutting down, okay? This is because my mom used to tell me that I'm a throwing tantrum kind of kid. Like, I used to get physically, physically violent and throwing stuff, punching people, biting people, and that was aggressive of me, okay? But as I grew older, I, I learned that there is a more accepting behavior, which is to stay still and don't talk when you get mad, okay? If you're having a heated argument, then you're, you both are probably shouting and yelling, all, all that noisy stuff, right? And the reason I had to shut down was because I felt like I was being strongly accused. You know, my partner, he brought up a past incident as, as I was just simply telling him a joke about me playing games with men as an escapades in the past, okay, not now. And obviously, he got offended like any sane human being would and brought up, and he, he said this, he was like, you know, you could have just be transparent with me that you were playing games and I would have trusted you more. If it happens again, I'm not tolerating any of this. Okay, all, all right, all right. It sounds extremely reasonable, right? Anyone would have sided with him and be like, yeah, Annie, you player, you boundary breaker, keep up this behavior to see if your relationships are going to last. Okay, okay. Haters are my motivators, but beside his reasonings, do you hear something else? Okay, that was boundary setting, right? He's telling me what he likes and dislikes, but he's also threatening to leave me that's not boundary there's a slight difference here you see there's a kind of way to say this and without all the threats you know and it would be Annie I really didn't like it that you didn't tell me about that incident unless I have to dig it it really hurt my feelings and made me feel like things were being kept in secret can you please tell me frankly if this happens again next time okay And this is like the kind of communication that we don't get to do because it requires us to admit that we do have insecurity feelings, okay? But what we usually do is we just blame it on the other person and then we threaten. We we use our defense mechanism to to help us survive in relationships. We're like, okay, I'm going to leave. If you do this again, I'm going to leave, okay? Um, That's not really communicating and... I understand, like, the world, the school, our parents, we're not taught. We're, we're literally not taught to communicate with compassion, especially f- with ourselves, okay? What happened when we do something wrong? We immediately go like, you're bad, okay? We don't validate our fears. We don't talk about our feelings. We immediately judge like, you're bad. You can't do this next time. If that's how you treat yourself, that's how you're going to be treating other people too, okay? 
But here I'm going to demonstrate what real compassion communication sounds like and what boundary setting actually sounds like, okay? You, you don't have to add threats, really. First of all, you tell them how you feel, right? Like the example I just told you. Tell them how you feel. Second of all, what you would like to be done. Third of all, not blaming them for your feelings. And that's how you set healthy boundaries because blame is also an invasion of boundary. You're putting the responsibility on the other person because you don't want to own up to your feelings, okay? Amongst the many other things in life, the one thing you can control is where and how you place your responsibility, your feelings. If you place your emotions on someone else's responsibility, guess who has the power? Not you, okay? My partner, when he threatened me, I'm not tolerating this anymore. It really pulled my trigger of abandonment issues. You know, we're just projecting insecurities onto each other. So, of course, when I got triggered, I shut down. And my partner, I'm, I'm lucky, he's the communicating guy. He always want to talk things out. So he's like, what's wrong? I'm just telling you I don't want like this, blah, blah, blah. We have the same values, don't we? Transparency. And of course, that's when I got fucking mad. Okay, fuck, so, sorry for swearing. Like, this is my channel. I'm actually not sorry. I can say whatever the fuck I want, okay? But I was fucking mad inside, of course. Like, I wasn't exploding. I wasn't, like, yelling. I wasn't throwing things at him. I was just so mad inside, okay? That this is what my mind was thinking, okay? You scratched my abandonment wound, threatened to leave me, and now try to remind me that we have a relationship because of similar values. I could be dating a dog because we have similar values, okay? It's like, what do you want, right? What do you want from me, okay? Of course I knew what he wanted because I'm just good at reading people and it's my job to do that. So first of all, boyfriend is insecure because he is reminded of an incident that I was delaying transparency with him. So he brought up his defense mechanism, which is threatening to leave. Okay. And then, and then he regrets it immediately and tries to compensate with the reason that we have similar values. Okay. Because when things sound logical, it always makes sense. It always works out. But no, reasons don't Reasons don't make things better. Reasons makes things easier, but it doesn't resolve your emotions, right? Because there are so many times in the world, and I'm not just talking about romantic relationship, I'm talking about anything. Like, there's so many times in the world where we reason things out, we could explain it step by step, logically, but then why doesn't it feel good? After it, everything makes sense logically. Why do I still feel bad, right? Why is his reasoning not making me feel any better. It makes my brain say, okay, this makes sense. That makes sense. Everything makes sense. But like, I still feel like shit. Why? Right? That's one thing we're going to talk about too. But I think this is common. This happens everywhere in every couple, in every relationship, not just romantic ones again, but in classrooms, right? Like, okay, I did something wrong. I 
maybe teased a friend and then I got punished. And the reason is that you shouldn't be teasing a friend and I got punished. And I'm like, why do I feel, why don't I feel like, like, I don't want to do that again. Why do I feel like I can tease my friend again? Okay, so that's the complication of emotions where where reasons don't address emotions. Okay, anyways, this sounds like a normal couple arguments. Okay, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to any type of relationships. And yes, the thing is, we do have similar core values together. One including transparency, family, and collaboration. But, but, but. We have extremely different values, such as he values security, comfort, where I value freedom and independence. He's highly hygienic, clean, and I'm abdominally messy and dirty. Though many would argue it's impossible to have all same values, okay? Yes, and yes, that is true. It's impossible. We're unique human beings. We're not supposed to be the same. But at least... I think the core ones should be the same, right? Well, yes and no. Yes, because if he doesn't value transparency and family like I do, I would be quite turned off from the beginning. This wouldn't like worked since the beginning, since day one, right? But this is the beginning to kick off the relationships, right? And that's what I mean when I say that values are necessary to start the relationship. It's like It's like a good first date thing. Okay, but it's not like a good thing for the next, I don't know, 20 dates, you know, because no one said values are what sustain relationship, right? I think it's good to know who you're talking to, first of all, like if they know what their values are, it shows that they have some introspection about themselves. It no, it shows that they know who they are and you want to be dating someone who knows themselves, okay? Otherwise, you're just, it's, it's already a red flag, like you're getting yourself into a mess, okay? Here's what values are actually, okay? Values are like clothing preferences. They're pretty much surface level and they can stretch and change depending on your life experiences and stages of your needs. Like it's kind of like boundaries because you're supposed to be flexible depending on your age, your needs. And in fact, protecting and implementing your boundaries come from being clear on your values, okay? Because otherwise, what, what are you protecting? The boundaries are here to protect your values, right? And since boundaries are known to be flexible and changeable depending on the stage of your life, same as values. So if your values change, do you just change partners based on the difference of values, <laughs> No, right? <laughs> How else would long-term relationship work? Okay. If you've listened this far, please don't forget to let me know you've made it here by rating because any type of feedback really helps me grow, seriously. <laughs> seriously, like I really want to know that you've listened this far and you've made it. So like, comment, subscribe. Like is good enough. You know, rating is good enough. Just let me know you're here. You're listening with me. Okay. And also you're finding this topic useful because I do want to be making content that is useful, okay? And also the things that I want to talk about. So comment down below what you think makes a long-term relationship work, okay? It, like, just do it on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, then yes, you can comment too. But I know it doesn't look so sexy. Like the comment section on Spotify looks really weird. <laughs> and if you're on Apple Podcasts, then, then I'm sorry because that's not available. 
Okay. <laughs> I started pondering upon this question when I was very young because I have nothing better to do when I was young. Okay. <laughs> when I learned that my friend's parents, okay, they, they, they were both politicians in completely opposite parties though. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, that's weird. Okay. Like my household, we're not allowed to have like different thoughts. Uh, but anyways, my guess was that like, how could they coexist with completely opposite values? Then apparently I found out by just reflecting back upon this whole relationship of mine. Like, um, you see, like um, my partner and I, we have 20 years of age gap difference and he has a son who is 12 years younger than me. So, so obviously like our life stages are completely, completely different. So the most common questions we get asked is, doesn't the age gap exist? So looking back to the nature of argument, where I've told you the whole story, right? We were arguing about my history and the lack of transparency due to my defense mechanism of shutting down. Is there anything about the age gap? The differences of values? No. So strip down the stories of my past, the values of transparency, we're left with just fear, the raw emotion of human beings, okay? Others would have assumed the threats, um, I'm not tolerating this, somewhat stubborn. And I myself could easily label this as, you're stubborn like my parents, okay? And that's when you create problems out of nothing, okay? Labels, right? We, we, we put labels on things that we don't want to understand, the things that, like, we put labels on them so it's easy. So we don't have to get down to the emotions of fear myself because, you know, like, there are some, some nights that I, I had to, I had to get down to the emotion, the ugly, the disturbing one, the, the fear, the, the guilt, the shame. And I was just sitting in my, on my bed by myself and just crying, thinking about the past. But how many people do that daily? Just sit by yourself, think about emotions or memories that hurt you and cry about it. No, we don't, right? We distract ourselves. And by my partner triggering that thing to me, my abandonment wound, right? I could have easily don't want to deal with it, ignore it and say, you're just like my parent. Okay, now I'm putting the blame on him, the responsibility on him for my own fears, for my own emotions. And that's when the age gap actually exists when we start putting labels but this this has absolutely nothing to do with age gap nothing to do with him being stubborn like my parents and nothing to do with labels you know just to strip it down to make it really pure he was just scared of losing me so his insecure self threatens to leave okay and my dad does this too. He, he doesn't threaten to leave. He threatens to, he wants me to leave the house. That's what my dad does. He, he usually likes to chase me off. Like he was like, if you do this again, you're leaving the house. So that's another kind of threat, right? But threat is a threat. And how do we human being respond to a threat? Okay, me, I back off and I shut down because there's absolutely no space for emotional safety in the relationship, in the house, okay? So, yeah, even if you hit all the right values, the right age gap or whatever you want to call it, similar family background, you know, but if you if you guys cannot provide a safe space for each other to feel fear when it does come up, 
it's not gonna work, okay? And this is like the things I witness in every communication. I was listening to this guy and he was calling his mother and he said, oh, I can't find this, I can't find that. Like, I'm, I'm, why do I feel fear? Why do I feel scared right now? I feel like someone's gonna punish me for, not, for losing something. And then immediately the mother says, you don't have to feel fear. Don't feel fear. This is normal. Like, don't worry about it. And, and I'm like, look, this is not how you provide a safe space, right? It's kind of the same when a little kid is crying because he's hurt. And then immediately the caregiver goes in and be like, oh, you don't have to feel hurt. It's gonna go away. Like, this is just a wound. It means nothing. That's that's not a safe space. Like, I know you're trying to, like, make things better by, like, saying that it doesn't mean anything, but it actually means something. It means something to that person. And to make them feel safe is to make them know that they are being seen and heard for for what they are feeling, okay? Okay, so to stand accountable for this cold argument... I also didn't provide a safe space for him to feel because I shut down. Immediately when I shut down, I am telling him, don't talk to me, okay? I'm being cold right now. Don't talk to me, okay? And he didn't provide a safe space for me to just be myself when he used my past, my history against me, okay? No no one wants their past to be used against them. And then he tried to justify the existence of our relationship with the reason of similar values. Okay, this is where we get to the reason part. Reasons are dangerous. They sound logical, but it doesn't necessarily feel right, right? Because reasons are fabricated. They're constructed based on your bias self, what you want it and not want, and the reasons support it, okay? All in all, like reasons are generated for you to be the right person, basically. For example, I need to eat because I'm hungry or I need to eat because it's my time to eat, even if I'm not hungry. See, the result, which is you need to eat, is the same. But the reason that follows changes depending on your own self-perception, which is created entirely out of bias but we don't experience this as bias because um because we think that these biases are real okay but the bias is actually created out of our personal experience personal interpretation um, our memories our belief system and of course our agenda okay ultimately making the reason that your bias self created really subjective even if you think we're it's objective it's not it's subjective you get the idea okay and when you put a lot of fabrication or drama in your conversation it lacks the element of authenticity or truth and this is when our communication quality drops because we're not communicating from a place of authenticity or truth we're communicating from a place of bias and drama and fabrication which is also reasoning 
that's just one part. Reasoning is just one part. There are a lot more other types of communication that is fabricated, okay? This is like a daily normal conversation thing, though. I'm not saying that like, oh, everyone communicates from a place of authenticity and truth. No, because our school, our parents, our structure, everything that has been conditioning us doesn't want us to communicate from a place of authenticity and truth. It wants us to stay in our small reasoning world, Okay, here's an example of a daily conversation, okay? Oh, I'm so tired because my mom wouldn't listen to me, okay? In truth, what it means is, oh, I'm so tired because my mom makes me feel unseen and that I'm not important. We don't get to the feelings, the real deep, dark emotions that we don't want to hear, right? The ugly ones. In my partner's case, what he actually means is, oh, I'm scared that you're going to find someone better and leave me eventually, that I'm not good enough to keep you communicating transparently with me. That is exactly what he meant behind the threats, behind the lines, and the reasoning his, the reasoning his self-fabricated thing made up, okay? Fear took over and what we do in a relationship usually, you know, what we do, what we did in a relationship usually is that we hope the other person can soothe our fears, okay? And this is where codependency begins, is, is because we cannot soothe our own fears. We cannot soothe our own guilt, our unwanted emotions. So we try to have someone else, whether that's our friend, our partner, our parents, to validate that ugly emotions. Like, oh my God, I'm so scared. Can you please do something to make this fear go away? And in this case, this is exactly what happened because... He had hoped that I would reassure him by saying, yes, we have similar transparent values, darling. It won't ever happen between us again, okay? But, but I didn't. I didn't give in to that because I immediately shut down. I didn't feel safe, so I couldn't say anything safe back to him, okay? And that itself created more fear because I didn't validate his feelings. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't validate anyone's feelings i'm saying it you would have a really high emotional iq if you could listen to someone and see what they're saying behind the lines and not get affected by it not get affected by it is the most important part and then reflect in them back that like look i hear you i know you don't want to leave me and you're just saying it out of fear right See, that's the first process of validation. You're asking them objectively, reflecting back to them what they're doing, okay? But obviously, I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I wasn't equipped in that state, okay? Because in my head, I felt so attacked and unsupported. And it just reminded me of so many memories as a child that, that I wasn't healed yet, you know? Like, like he didn't want to hear me out and he was just fixated on getting his own reassurance. So I felt like he was being selfish. Obviously, like, that's not the case. That's not his intention, okay? It just didn't feel like we were communicating to understand each other. It felt like we were communicating just to validate each other's fear, like just to throw our insecurities on each other. You see... That's why values are not enough here, okay? The most important thing in a long-lasting relationship, in any relationship, is one, you need to be able to communicate your true feelings, like your true, deep, dark emotions that you don't want to face, that if you face it alone, like you're going to cry like, like a little baby, like me, okay? This requires high authenticity. And two, 
providing a safe space for the other person. What does this mean? It means no obligations to answer. You can talk whenever you feel like. It means giving space for you to be ugly and not trying to change how you feel in any other way. Like, oh, stop crying or give you that toxic positivity shit. Like everything's going to get better. We have similar values, don't we? No, no. Okay. It's, it's not about judging your future based on your past. Okay. That's not safe either. Or making this whole topic about their insecurities. Okay. It's just providing a space for you to be scared. Like if a kid comes to you and they're scared and you say like, Hey, it's okay to be scared. I'm scared too. Like I get, I get scared all the time. Or you want to say, don't get scared. Don't get scared. Okay. That's not safe. Okay. So if you guys could support each other in whichever way you need at that moment and at that time, and it, it just really depends on on each relationship, right? There's no one size fit all formula for what is safe for one person, what is safe for the other person. That's something you have to work on yourself. You have to figure that out, okay? But for me, just being with the painful feeling and letting it ride out without trying to do something, you know, grasping or choking the other person out of it, that's how you feel safe, okay? Again, back to the family where the parents are in completely opposite political parties. I'd imagine the house to be a space where they both can have their own ideas, separate values, and discuss it with empathy. They probably don't want or need to change how each other think or need to feel like their ideas are more superior than others. You know, they just provide a space for the two different beings to be, to coexist together with with differences, with real differences. And they honor individuality. They respect each other's beliefs and they don't try to push the other person down for their personal selfish motives of of being righteous, okay? And I think... I think we are conditioned to be righteous because we want to be right all the time, man. Like, that's how we learn to survive as human beings. Like, you have to answer the right question. You have to circle the right thing on the test, you know. So, but, but seriously, like, do you want your relationships to be on survival mode all the time? That's fucking traumatic. So, my advice for anyone who's looking to go long term with anyone or to... I would say create create a sustainable relationship, you know. And in the case where you have discovered similar values or not 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 similar values in this case already, you know, take a look at what safe space means to both of you. Okay? And this works with any kind of relationship because because the feeling of safety is is universal. It doesn't care about labels, each difference, race, gender or belief what is your safe space language to others and what is your safe space language to yourself are those in alignment right now and if not what could you be doing more to expand that space to yourself and others okay comment below because everyone's safe space is like very different in their own way so that's all i have for you today Go back, do the prompts, reflect on yourself. Safe space is very important because we want to feel safe having our own emotions. We want to feel safe having our own thoughts. We want to feel safe being with the other person. And this requires you 
being safe with yourself first okay i hope you get something out of this and if you've listened to the end please don't forget to let me know by subscribing right rating the show or liking it you know it helps very much so i'll see you in the next one bye and if you enjoy my show and want more journal prompts or exercises me and my team have been developing a free relationship guidebook for all of you who's listening to this podcast who wants to work on themselves who wants to reflect about themselves and their partner it's going to be free and dropped a little bit before valentine's day so make sure that you stay tuned for it you know if you try this one and you like it you find a lot of value in it you want to do more deeper work there's going to be a premium version on valentine's day and that's loaded with exercises lots and lots of exercises reflection work journal prompts also value packed designed for you and the relationship that is most important in your life not just for your loved one right yeah so head over to my instagram and watch out stay tuned for those drops i'm gonna announce it they're gonna be in my instagram bio link for sure um the free version is for everyone who wants to you know reflect on themselves work on themselves Yep, and so if you enjoy my podcast, enjoy my content, make sure you check that out. It's all for you guys. Thank you.